Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Well, happy Wednesday, everyone. I'm so glad that you could join me again. I am actually literally so excited for today. Um, I've just finished a six-part series on uh, called the Girl, pa- Girl Power, Girl Power, Girl Power Collection. So I'm kind of done with that, want a break, and I thought there would be nothing better than having a conversation with one of my like literal favorite people on the planet, um, Isaiah Simmons. Yay. (laughs) He's here today. I've been wanting to do a podcast with Isaiah for literally ages and ages. So um, so I said to him, can you come? He's like, yes, I would love to. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Okay, this is going to be fun because we get along so well. So I feel like this conversation is going to be fun, funny, but everyone's going to learn. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to take lots of twists and turns, um, mostly focusing around great leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, But first of all, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Um, My name's Isaiah. Uh, I am... About six foot seven, um, brown. Um, <laughs> I, I. The only reason I say that is because a lot of people are like, when they hear me talk and they see me, they're like, oh, okay, like, shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, they, that's you. Um, but I, <laughs> but I uh, work at public church. Um, I run. Recently, I've just started running the location in Brisbane, mm. which Renee knows. But um, all the girls and some of the guys who listen to Girl Next Door wouldn't know that. Um, and so, yeah, I run the location in Brisbane, which I absolutely love. And then uh, also Oversight Youth and Young Adults for Public Church. So it's a lot yeah. of fun. And you also run Youth Alive Gold Coast. Yes, and also run Youth Alive Gold Coast. So mm. uh, when I moved here, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some stage, yeah. that was sort of yes. the, the first thing that I sort of took on outside of our church commitments. And I've absolutely loved it. Um, I was saying to one of the guys last night that it just feels like a really awesome family, the Youth Alive Gold Coast crew. Yeah. Um, so yeah, love it, it. That's my sort of, that's my resume. Yeah. There you go. And you're married to a, to a Renee. Married to another Renee. And I, I remember one day, I think it was when I first moved here. I, I know text, what you're going to say. <laughs> I texted Renee Bennett accidentally thinking it was my Renee. And I was like, hey, babe, do you think it's cool if I can get some jeans <laughs> like, or something? You wanted money. Oh, I wanted money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's the money holder. And I was like, can I have some cash? Transfer it to me. And Renee was like, Bennett was like, yeah, sure. No worries. And then I realized it was you. Yeah. From this day forward on my contacts. It's Pastor, capitals, <laughs> P-A-S-T-O-R, Renee Bennett. So I never made that mistake Because imagine again. if you wanted to say something to I'm your not, Renee, oh. like, Renee Bennett's really annoying me today, oh. and then you sent it to me. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but I'm telling <laughs> no, you, you, I was like, I, I was so like, nah, this can never happen again. So yeah. capital P. But yeah, my, my wife is um, Renee as well, and um, And she's I'm awesome. trying to get her on the podcast. She says no to me all the time, reckon, but she is going to say yes very soon. I reckon soon. she will. Mm. I reckon she might come along and, and do some chats, but yeah, she's definitely the better half. Yeah. She is literally, I would say, the best visual storyteller in Australia. Yeah, I agree. Um, she really is. I agree. She's so talented. Like, she's definitely grace. Like, a lot of the stuff that she does, I don't understand how she even comes up with it. I know it's a team effort, but I also know, like, 
she's been painting for years and she's yeah, been right. a little creative for like her whole life. I called her an artist the other day and she blushed. And she was like, oh, <laughs> you've blushed. never said that to me before. And I was saying, <laughs> so now if I like want to get in her good books, I'm like, oh, you're just oh, my artist. I'll follow, like, that, I'll follow that one follow away. Follow that away. She's going to laugh at this. artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. I gave her all my Frankie magazines the other oh, day. She, she loved cuts them. Yeah, cuts she cuts them, them up. Out. And, yeah. and next thing I see things up on our screens at Public and I'm like, you got that from the Frankie magazine. Yep. She's so creative. Oh, she loves them. And I remember you gave her a Frankie magazine subscription and she was mm. like, that was her, she loved it. Like once a month it would come through it. the, yeah, yeah, come in the mail. And... Yeah, that's like Christmas coming oh, every yeah, month. Oh, yeah, 100%. Best. Yeah. Um, so I remember first meeting you, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk about that a bit later, the process of you coming here yeah. to, from Cairns yes. to Brisbane. Yeah. But I remember the first time I met you and, and I knew straight away that I would like you. And if you guys can hear my dog barking, it's is is literally Kelly? like, yeah, it's dog it's walking time because everyone out the front is get their dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, um, we, you had come and stayed with us for something or other yeah, on I the Gold so. Coast. Yeah. And there was a whole, I don't, we were in a penthouse somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there was a few that. leaders, few of us staying there. I think it was something Youth Alive. And um, you had to leave really early, but you had grabbed all your bedding and folded it perfectly on the mm. end of the bed before you left. Yeah. And I was like, he's going to do really well with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is. I think it. Well, I was lucky because when I was at home, mum made my bed like every day. What? Yeah, she made it every day. And then when I moved out of home, I was like, this is great. I never have to make my bed. And then I got married and realised that making my bed was very important to Renee. Your <laughs> so, Renee. Yeah, my Renee. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So then I just adopted these like real weird clean things. And so now I'm Brilliant. pretty clean. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I like it. So that leads me into let's talk about what makes a great leader. Yeah, let's do it. Because being organized to me is like. You love that. One, yeah, yeah, I totally love that. All right. So what I want to start with is what makes someone great to work with. Yes. Because the team that we've got, and particularly you and Renee and Cameron and I, we work so well together. It's like this humming team that's just amazing. Um, I actually wanted to do... How to how to lose a guy in ten ways? Yeah, <laughs> all the I love things, that. Oh, all the things great. that a girl might do that would in leadership that the guys just shake their head at. So yeah, I yeah, still yeah. might do that. But what what do you what do you reckon would be one thing that you can think of that makes someone really easy to work with? Yeah, and that's a that's the best question because we're always trying to find people that we can work with and that there's synergy. Mm. And I know that synergy takes time. Like it's, I mean, for us, it's different though. I didn't feel like it took a lot of time for us to work really Mm -hmm. well together. We, same values. um, Mm. We we were very intentional with the same things. And, but there's a lot that we've learned. And I guess now we're sort of just humming in that space. But I reckon things that make a great member or great leader, I think is just the ability to be able to work well with one another. I Mm. think, like one of the things that Renee and I respect a lot with you and Cam is your just ability to see things that we don't. And so a lot of the times, like th- there's things that you guys will bring and I I cannot see it at all. But because you guys are visionary, right. um, I, I'm always willing to learn and I'm always mm. wanting to know, oh, okay, awesome. I, I didn't see that, but I'm, mm. I'm willing to see that. And so I think to be able to have a good team or a good flow it's just to be able to identify other people's strengths mm. and realize that even though that might not be your strength, it will strengthen you over yeah. time, um, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think, yeah. and that's been the case across church in all of mm. our teams uh, as it is. I think 
everybody we we want there to be synergy and the way that there's synergy is people feel like they can contribute yeah um like we i i, I love with us we don't shut anybody down mm. like we're not like oh that's a terrible idea um we're always willing to work together for the common goal and yeah. whatever that goal is it's usually the vision of the church like yeah. to see people come into a relationship yeah. with god or whatnot and um that's what's been really cool about working with you and cam is that there are a lot of areas that we're not strong in, but mm-hmm. we get stronger mm-hmm. because you guys are strong mm-hmm. in areas that we're not. And so I think that's what's really made a good synergy there for us. And I think on the flip side, you said that we see things you don't, yeah. but then on the other side, you guys are always willing to then go, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. How can we help out work totally, that? So totally. I think a huge important factor is not having your own agenda. Oh, that's massive. Right? Yeah, that's like, massive. So, and I think that's why we all work really well together. And sometimes you might come up with the idea. Yeah. And so it's that sharing of ideas. Totally. And because I think the one thing I've noticed big time with you and Renee is you always seem to see very quickly what we see. Yes. And then are so willing to go, how can we help make that happen? Yeah. And then it's like we're all in a boat rowing in the same direction. 100%. You're, I, you're not like, oh, I want to do it this way. No. Like, okay, how can we do this together? And I think you're right about agenda because our agenda, and I don't know how this is, and I'll just say it, but I don't know how mm. this has sort of been lost in our generation but our agenda is to serve um, the vision of public church that God's given to you guys. Mm. Whereas a lot of the times, for some reason, and I'm not going to say millennials because that's broad, mm. but I will say for some reason we think that we have to outwork our vision right. in the context of the church vision. But it's like, no, yes. <laughs> you outwork the vision that God's given your leadership. Yeah. And when that happens, there is synergy. I feel yeah. like, there's no synergy when I'm like have an agenda that you need to hear my vision. You need to hear uh, what I want to do. Um, mm. And I've realized that me coming under that, you guys invite us into mm. contributing to that space now because I guess it's safe, isn't it? Cause we, yeah. I don't feel like you think that we're ever like pushing our no. agenda. But so. I think the beautiful thing is there's this exchange that happens mm. that while you guys are serving that, the call of God gets outworked in your life. Yeah. So I look at Renee as an example mm-hmm. of um, she just came and started doing all the, the, the creative stuff for us. But then in return, I've watched her grow and change. Oh. I've watched the call of God on her literally explode. Yeah, 100%. So there's a blessing when you mm. come under the vision and the leadership of the people who God's put in charge. And yeah. we've definitely see that. Like yeah. I look at Renee Mm. And I say, sometimes I don't even recognize the person that she is to the person that she was. And that's not to suggest that she had bad leadership, but it's because she's come into an environment where um, she's served and she's honored um, our leaders. And because of that, you're right. The the Mm. call of God's like awakened in her life and the same for me Mm. as well. Yeah. And I think that one, another thing that makes a great leader is been able to unlock the gifts and the call of God on, on people's life. And Um, I think that's perhaps mm. what I see missing in a lot of leadership. Yeah. And people often sit back and go, what on earth is going on in public church? Like Mm. what's the difference? And I think that's one of the main things is um, Cameron and myself and you are good at this as well. Looking at people and not going, how can you fit in? to my box but what gifts have you got how can we unlock that and seeing with those I call it Samuel eyes the way that Samuel knew that David was the one that was called to be king not Mm -hmm. all the other brothers yes and and having those eyes and prophetically seeing 
people's lives and what God's put on them. And so I feel like public church is one of the most out of the box churches ever uh, because it's like, what has God put on you and how can we, and Renee's a good example of that. Yeah. 100%. Too. We should yeah. have Renee here. Yeah. 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 She'll, <laughs> I reckon you'll get her though. You'll get her. She'd be keen, but you're right. I think even like I, I did a message on Sunday in the Gold Coast and it was about like Jesus's ability to see, uh, Peter, mm. even though he was faced with Simon, the fisherman. And mm. it was like, cause he said prophetically in that moment, he was like, um, but your name, your name's Peter. And, and, and Peter meant rock. And on this rock, I'll build my church. And it was like, he had no resume. He had yes. no yeah, even good. like experience mm-hmm. or even uh, like, hello. And then he was the guy that preached the first sermon, established the church and so I think in, in, in our ability to even identify leaders, which is what you and Kim are great at, is our ability to be able to go, I see Peter, mm. even though you're clearly right now just Simon. Do you know mm. what I mean? The fisherman. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Yeah. You always come up with Rima. Rima. <laughs> you're a good <laughs> What's that? Rima, Revelation. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Rima. That's, that's my yeah, old yeah. Pentecostal yeah, there roots are. coming out. Um, so I think another thing that makes people easy to work with is we all sing each other's praises. Like we yeah. genuinely have a great love for each other yes. and a great respect for each other mm. and really value each other's strengths. So we totally. genuinely, I'm like genuinely, we're, I always tell you what a great preacher you are. Mm. Genuinely say to Renee, you're like the best creative in yeah. Australia. And yeah. It's it's genuine. It's not yes. just hype. I hate hype. It's not you're a legend. And I hate fun. Yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Legend. I agree. I agree. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Okay, so let's talk for a minute about hearing the voice of God for your life, yes. right? Because yeah. you moved from Cairns. Mm-hmm. You were in your father-in-law's church. Yes. Yeah. On staff. Yeah. When Ka- when God spoke to Cameron, mm-hmm. and everyone said to Cameron, "There's no way you're going to get <clears throat> Isaiah Simmons." Mm. But we did. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. What was the process for you to hear from God? It was funny because I was at a Youth Alive conference. Um, I knew this question was going to be asked, so I've tried to condense this as much as I can. But I was at a Youth Alive conference in Townsville. We had brought up, and I'm not a numbers guy, but just to give people context in terms of the season that we were in, we brought up the most kids that we've ever brought to Mm. a conference from our youth ministry, which was massive for us. Um, Youth was the best that it ever had been. I think at that point there was over 200 young people in like a regional city youth ministry, which was like unbelievable. We, the college that um, we started, I, which my father-in-law approached me, Mm. run the Bible college. At that point I had failed the last Bible colleges I was at. Um, Cameron. <laughs> and I, so I was like, I'm not really like qualified to be able to run a Bible college, but I'll give it a go. And then, so I obviously resat, did the college and then we launched the college. So that intake that year was the biggest intake we'd ever had. Mm. Um, in terms of like, I think Renee and I were at that point, finally full-time staff. Um, so everything was really like going really well. Mm. And I remembered I was, um, I was looking at all of our young people. I was so proud of them because they were hosting and greeting and they were bringing a lot of energy into the conference. And um, I was in worship and I saw um, a vision Mm. in that moment of like this massive bridge. And I knew the bridge. I was familiar with the bridge. And um, I saw the bridge and I saw the coastline and immediately like Brisbane, which is funny because it wasn't Gold Coast, (laughs) but it was Brisbane dropped into my heart. And I was like what the heck? This is bizarre. Um, and like at this point I had no thinking about wanting to move. 
Um, and so Brisbane dropped into my heart and my father-in-law, who I love, respect so much, his face appeared. <laughs> like, And I think this is my own like subconscious mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His face appeared. And I remember him always saying a vision from God, it's not enough. You need scripture. And I remember him saying that for so long. And I was like, oh, well, I do need, I, this can't just, I need something. And I remember immediately in my spirit, there was a scripture that came out of Exodus. And uh, I, I remember I moved out of that moment and I was moved in that moment. Mm. And I opened up the scripture and it said, go to the place to which I called you and your descendants. And at that point in time, I knew 100% that God had spoken. Uh, and so the transition happened. Uh, we ended up moving. And I think like it, the God just made such a clear way for us to be mm. here. And um, there was no, like, I guess there was no, security in the sense of I wasn't moving to a full-time job, but everything that we were doing was in faith and uh, God blessed it every single step of the way. And yeah. so now we're three years in, I think, is yeah. it three years? Three yeah, years yeah, in, three years. Um, yeah. two locations. Uh, I remember mm. like the bridge we saw, we moved into an apartment in New Farm and it was just a quick move. So we get there and I hadn't really even seen the apartment online and uh, I opened up the balcony, which I didn't even know there was a balcony because they didn't show the balcony on the realestate.com. Yeah. And I opened up the balcony. You can see the, can bridge. See the bridge. And I was like, yeah. I just got rocked in that moment. Mm. Like it was such a God thing. Mm. And uh, yeah, so three years in two campuses or two locations, youth ministries, like yeah. a major part of the church. I've just seen yeah. God bless us so much yeah. with that move and moving in faith like that. And years before that happened, I remember Cameron saying to me at a Youth Alive conference, years before that, mm. um, if we ever plant a church, I want Isaiah Simmons yeah. as our youth pastor. Yeah, and I'm like, who's that. Isaiah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah, we didn't know each other well. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, because it was always Cam. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay. And then when we decided to plant, he's like, okay, I want Isaiah. And everyone's like, you're not going to get Isaiah. Yeah, I remember. And Cameron's like, no, when God talks to me, God yeah. talks to me. Mm. Um, which was pretty amazing. Yeah. You know something you said the other day, which I just laughed my head off. We brought it up at the tea table last night. Yeah. I did not know that nobody called you Izzy until Cameron called you Izzy. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. And when I go back to Cairns, people mock me. They say, hey, Izzy, hey, Izzy. And I'm like, it, but it's so normal here. Like now people call me Pastor Izzy and it's like, it's just is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgia was like, I get so annoyed when people call him Isaiah. <laughs> it's not Isaiah, but we're Australian. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. But you're, you've got American yeah. American roots and so yeah. it's Isaiah. So yeah. now, even when we're reading the book of Isaiah, we all say Isaiah. Yeah, I've noticed that Cam yeah. says even uh, the book of Isaiah, but when he says <laughs> it, it's like you can see that he's struggling uh. <laughs> yeah, 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 to say it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about, creativity for a minute. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're one of these, um, multi, multi talented people, but you and Renee are quite a creative force together. Yeah. So, um, probably what, what I would get asked most of the time is where does all the creativity come from with Youth Alive Republic? Um, talk us through a bit about the process cause you're involved a lot in that. Yeah. So, in both of those. Yeah. Realms. Yeah. Like well, how does the creative process work? It's a team thing. Like, so we like, obviously for people who don't know, um, like concepts, wording, language, heart, all flows from you and Cam, mm. um, even looks like I, I know that we are avid on Pinterest creating mm. secret boards, um, to be able to be inspired and, and then like it'll, but, but a lot of the times people don't realize that, um, the look of things is usually triggered by 
the heart or the language of things. It just mm. all works and, and coincides. So Renee's obviously written books. Renee Bennett, that is um, you. Mm. Um, and, and Cameron's the visionary. Mm. And then so we've got all these cogs that work mm. together to create something like, you know, we could talk about No Ordinary Life or we could talk about Wonder World or you could even talk about like the public project, which is something you came up with, which is like mm. a, you know, a teaching series in the life mm. of the church. And so um, the way that that all happens is through that sort of synergy of everybody coming together, putting their minds together. And I, I love and hate the process because it's laborious. Um, <laughs> Cause like a lot of the times people just see the end product and they're like, Oh, that looks awesome. Yeah. But if you realize the amount of meetings, the, the precision yes. around the language that we yeah. want to go for, yeah. um, trying to interpret what Cam sees. Yeah, which sometimes we can tr- <laughs> like, what does he mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's not as articulate. Yeah. He just flails his arms yeah, around. Yeah, And we're like, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? And he'll he'll literally roll into a meeting and just say, I'm 100% certain on this. And then interpreting what that means, but we get there in the end and then yeah. he goes, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. And so when yeah. that happens, it's almost like, you've got the green tick. It's like, yeah. okay, cool. We've actually come up with something that is going to move people's hearts. Cause I yeah. think that's what we want to do. And, and mm-hmm. Kim Renee from the get go of like starting the church, I remember we didn't, we didn't put a pastor on. We didn't put a, mm. we didn't put a pastor on. We didn't put an administrator on. You guys put a storyteller on first right. in terms of, do, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. We did. So that creativity. Yeah, totally. So creativity has been sort of the core value yeah. of the church. And so, but I still think like we we always get back to like inspiration, like to be inspired by mm. things. It's it's your responsibility. Yeah. Like it's it's Renee's responsibility to be inspired. Yeah. It's my responsibility to be inspired just as much as it's yours and, and Cam's. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of the times we get like people, no matter what context you're in, you can get frustrated at all the mm-hmm. reasons as to why you're not inspired. Mm. But I think inspiration, we, we just made it, a thing that it's our responsibility. It's a great point. So we're like constantly like, I remember there's not a day that goes by that I'm not moved by something. Right. Um, because I'm looking to be moved by right. something like that inspires me. So whether yeah. or not, I know we've got so many young people here that love sunsets and maybe yeah. that's your thing or, or whatever it is, but I'm constantly trying to yeah. fill that tank so that yeah. by the time it's called upon, there's something, There's something there, there. <laughs> which I think a lot of, I know what it's like to be empty. Mm. And I know, especially Renee, who probably moves the mouse more than me. I know what it's like for her when it's a little bit hard. And yes. so we're just constantly trying to fill that. And so whether or not it's wording a sermon, we're always looking through the lens of how can I be inspired? And you two are two of the most, um, you, the, it's interesting you use the word responsible because a lot of creatives think they can get away with, oh, I'm just a creative. Oh. And so they don't meet timelines. Yeah. And they're not producing a lot of work or oh, I've got creative block, mm. but you guys are constantly churning out at a really fast pace, a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I don't think we have never worked with two creatives that are churning out so mm. much quality content all the time. Yeah. Um, and that's something we're trying to teach our young ones coming through. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, guys, you can mm. be creative, but you've also got to be organized yeah. and responsible yeah. and hit timelines. So you guys, you and Renee have got 
insane work ethic. Mm. So what talk to us about work ethic. I reckon I mentioned in the sermon that I never I wasn't always someone who had great work ethic. Like <gasps> like I said, mum mum made my bed, mum cleaned my room. Like it Unbelievable. was Unbelievable. Like people would not understand now because they see me now. Yeah. But it was a work of God in my life. I right. really think that I my work ethic went to another level. But then also yeah. like being in my old church and and mm. and my family, the family dynamic. It's mm. like when this sounds so stupid to say this, but when we would finish eating, everyone would get up and clean up and right. and do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just the thing that everybody contributed. And it wasn't like, oh, we'll leave it for the morning. It was like, no, 100%. It's fresh so that when we wake up, it's like a clean slate. And I think that that sort of, and Renee's pushed that with me as well, where it's like, we're not going to churn out anything that we're not like 100% certain and convinced that it's the right thing. And so the work ethic part, I think, is not a mix of, yes, we're passionate about it, Mm. but it's also a deep core conviction that we like whatever we're doing, whatever we put our hand to, we want it to be 100%. Yeah. And, and so that's sort of where I think it comes from. Yeah. Cause you're right. I think a lot of like creatives, it's like, Oh, they don't see like a lot of people see the finished product and be mm-hmm. like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to take you into the grind of how yeah. it even got to that, yeah. which is late night sometimes yeah. or early mornings. Mm-hmm. Or like we, we, you were talking about the Frankie magazines that you gave Renee people saw the, the cutouts and they were like, oh, that's awesome. But I wish you could see that Renee yeah. meticulously cut out every mm-hmm. single one of those things, mm-hmm. which took at least half a day. And I'm getting frustrated because I'm like, oh my gosh, like surely there's a quicker way to do this. Let me cut some. She's like, absolutely not. You're not cutting right. it because it will be too wide or too thin. Yeah. And so like it, yeah, yes. there is that sort of meticulous attention to detail. Matter. Yeah. Big time. The little Things yeah. matter yeah. so much. So much. Being so much. organized matters so much. Oh, yeah. Taking responsibility 100%. matters so much. And not and I think you're right, like with the organization, I wasn't really organized. I was I sort of lent more towards my strengths, which was yeah. I'll cast vision, I'll get people encouraged. But coming under you guys, it was like mm. um you can do both. And I remember mm. you guys said that to me and I was like, no, you can't. I need to just focus on my strengths. But now I appreciate organization so much. Mm. Um, and taking responsibility for stuff mm. that overall helps the finished product tell a story. Yeah. And I think that's cause Cameron learned that because he like you is very visionary yeah. and quite charismatic and yeah. just wants to do the big fun stuff. But he was absolutely grilled in his twenties working at what's now influencers, yes. having people like Matt Hines and over him and Mark Elmendorp who would absolutely nail him for mm. the detail. Yeah. But if you don't learn to do that, you can't successfully run a church or a big business or youth alive. Yeah. Like seriously, if we didn't give attention to detail and youth alive, we could end up in jail. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Because you're responsible yeah. for a lot of money. Yeah, hundred percent. Or, or lose their house or something like that. Yeah, totally. So, um, you and Renee have big capacity as well. This Mm -hmm. is another thing that I'm trying to teach the girls and the guys that listen is, uh, we need to have big capacity. So for example, I saw a lot of people, um, giving up study during COVID and I just scratched my head going, this is the perfect time to 
keep your hand to the grind mm. and you've got incredible mm. capacity. Every now and then you get a bit poopy pants. Yes, like that's true. Sunday because you hurt your ankle. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> I can't hide it. Hey, it's like if I'm annoyed, it is what it is. It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You And then when like Cameron, when he gets sick, he's like, you'd be in hospital if you had what I had. <laughs> I was in so much pain. Oh you my were. gosh. Yeah, I'll but give yeah. you that. I was yeah. surprised you turned up Sunday yeah. night. I thought yeah. you weren't coming. Yeah, I rolled up. <laughs> I sat down most of the time. But, but in general, you've yeah. got an insane capacity. Mm. Like I've seen you at times go from the drum kit to preaching, which won't happen very yeah. often, although yeah, it's yeah. happening this week again. Yeah. But um, how important is capacity? Where did you get your big capacity from? Um, I th- again, I think it's a mix of passion and then the wanting to see what God has put on my life be outworked. I think it's the taking responsibility because if I pass responsibility on, mm. then I'm, I'm a victim. Mm. I'm not like owning it. I think I remember I said to one of my mentors in college, I was like, oh, my plate's full. I'm running youth, young adults, blah, blah, blah. And I was expecting him to go, oh, you poor thing. But he said, <laughs> yeah. you got to get a bigger plate. And I was like, how do you get a bigger plate? Right. And I remember there was a time when I was predominantly running youth from the sense of the Friday to Friday, the week to week, um, youth pastor role. And I remember I had all the youth leaders over our house. And, um, one of the interns said, uh, who was interning at Youth Alive Academy, um, doing an incredible job with their studies. They said, Oh man, I cannot wait to graduate. Um, because then I don't have to do bump in. And I got so triggered. I got so triggered Mm. because I was like, obviously this guy, he's young. He's got no idea what he's saying. But I remember that scripture where it says, um, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, I've tr- because you've been trustworthy with this, here's some more. Yeah. And I don't ever think that you graduate right. from um, God giving us more responsibility. I think it's a matter mm. of whether or not I want to be faithful with what God's given me. So I reckon I think that because every single thing that God gives me, I want to be so faithful with it. I don't want to bury it in the ground. I want to grow it. I want to multiply it. I want God to do something. And so in that process, I've learned how to have a bigger capacity. But if I'm looking at the next thing, um, my capacity is not increasing. All Mm. that's increasing is my desire to want to be, you know, Mm. great or my desire to want to have influence. But Mm. I think the desire doesn't match unless you're being faithful of what's in your hand Mm. right now. And so I look over time and I've gone, oh man, I remember when I had to run that cell group of 10 kids and it was such a grind um, to running a youth ministry, to running a college. And so, but all those things, it was being faithful with those things. And I think as you're faithful with them, I feel like capacity is just the byproduct. God gives you more. And so that guy, I remember that guy was like, that guy was like, yeah, I can't wait to graduate. No more bumping. And I just remembered going, this is a great teaching opportunity to Mm. be able to say, well, when, when Jesus was talking in that parable, well done, good and faithful servant, because I've trusted you with a little, here's more. I don't think we ever graduate from, from, from serving God or, or, or Mm. things like that. So I think it's really funny when a young person comes to me and says, I need some time out just to work on myself. And you know, I'm so busy and I feel like saying to them, do you know what, do you know what, how many things Cameron and I are running? Like, and you've just got those couple of, but, but in their mind, that is so big. And it is you at those points where you feel like I need to pull back. I need to 
that is actually your opportunity for growth. That's the stretch right there. Big time, yeah. One thing Cameron always used to say, and this used to always kind of close my mouth if I whinge, he'd go, well, how do you think the Prime Minister does it? Yeah, absolutely. He's got lots of staff around him, you but still. Yeah, yeah, it's the response. It's the weight. It's the weight. Yeah, it's the weight. And I think it's like... That's a whole other podcast. uh, Yeah, 100%. And it's like we don't graduate from it. It's like because we've been faithful with it, there's more. So... Um, he increases our capacity and there's things yeah. that I'm doing now that I never would imagine that I'm doing, but yeah. I, I would say it's a byproduct of being faithful with what yeah. God's given me. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm. And, and, um, willing to be uncomfortable in those stretch yeah. moments and willing to have like, um, willing to, yeah. Uncomfortable is a massive one. Cause mm. we all want comfort so totally. much. And I remember yeah. Cam said, you've just got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I'm I've still getting to that. <laughs> I'm still getting to that point. I said to Cam the other day, we're on the phone. We talk a lot on the phone, yeah. which is, which is so fun. But I remember I said, Oh man, me and you are so different. And he's like, Oh, how do you say, how do you think that? And I said, well, for me, I, I like celebrating a win and like just really basking <laughs> yeah. in the win. Whereas you're thinking about the next win. So there's right. never really a time to yeah, celebrate yeah. or go this is, which I love that because oh, we were talking in the context of church and I'll just say it really quickly. I remember we were in the Latvian hall. I loved it. Um, Kim didn't love it that much, but I really yeah. loved being there because it was like family. We were getting people together. Yeah. We were at capacity and Kim's like, and I was just enjoying the win because we almost were yes. at capacity yes. and Cam's like, there's Next. another venue. We're moving Drives there. Me crazy. And I was like, we're not moving. Come on. Surely not. Yeah. This is so good right now. But then me and Ray were laughing. Like imagine if we didn't. I know because look at how many people look now. At, exactly. And now it, we're looking at a second service. Exactly. And when I hear Cameron say that, I'm like, I roll my eyes on yeah. the inside of my head, like, yeah. is this ever going to stop? Yeah, and then, totally. no, probably not. And it's that he's got this incredible ability to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think if but we can... But without killing people at with, the same oh, time. 100%. Like, we don't burn any of our... No. You know, we're really careful with all that. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got, we're at 32 minutes. Can okay. you believe how fast that is goes? Is that good? Is that... Are we is going that too long? good? No, that's fine. We'll go <laughs> okay, a couple good. more minutes. There's right, two good. things I want to okay. land it with. Yep. Normally we do about half an hour, but it's okay, a good cool. combo. Two, two things I want to land it with. One's yes. funny and one's kind of serious. Okay, go. Give us, give us your top... Um, tip on building teams because you're building a brand new team in yes. um, Brizzy, so we're going to yeah. do that one. Yeah. But then I want to I want to land with something a bit funny. Like, what do you? What would be one way a female leader totally wins a male on board, and one way that a female leader would totally tick a guy off? Okay, great. And that's not in relationship. That's just in no. Team. This is not relationship. Great, this is cool. in team. Okay, so uh, the first one about so building, building team. team. Um, we say at church, we don't want to know your name. We want to know your story. And I think I've figured out that. If we go from Sunday to Sunday, all we're going to do is maybe remember your name, but it has to push beyond Sunday. So Mm. the story part is actually getting to know people Mm. out of the context of Sunday. And so the way that we've been able to build team across church on Goldie and Brizzy and maybe specifically Brisbane now because it's relatively new is anybody who comes into the life of the church, I immediately meet Mm. and we immediately have conversations and we immediately get to understand one another outside of the Sunday grind because a lot of people are happy to roll Sunday to Sunday. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, that's totally fine. But our sort of heart values mandate, which you know this, you've come up Mm -hmm. with this, is we don't just want to be a church that knows your name. So Mm -hmm. I think the ability to be able to move out of the Sunday context, hear people's heart, um, understand where they're at, 
and then them wanting to be involved mm. and, and moving, being able to see the peer there, even though I see Simon right now, yeah. giving people a shot. I think a lot of the times, like, we want, like, these perfect people to come mm-hmm. through that are going to be able to contribute, like, perfectly, but we mm. got to make disciples. They're not found. So it's sort of that whole that whole thing is at the forefront of my mind. Like if we're building team, I want to get to know you and I want to give you opportunity, even though you don't, maybe you haven't presented anything for me to want to give you opportunity, but I just know that people gave me a shot yeah, um, and people yeah. gave me an opportunity. And, and so I think in the context of team, obviously there's like normal indicators. It's like, man, are they Christians? <laughs> Do they love God? <laughs> like, are they, Basic. are they, yeah, like the very basics, but I'm probably going beyond that. I think it's like just the commitment to being able to see people, even though they're not presenting. And that has to be done outside of a church context. And so at the moment, our team is is really cool and and people feel, and I reckon the best part about team is people feel like they can contribute and feel like they have a voice. Like I'm not gathering people together and saying, everybody be quiet, listen to me for the next 10 minutes. Um, yeah. We really have some really cool conversations. Yeah, because yeah, we yeah. don't run DNA courses and no, stuff like don't. that. No, we don't. We actually We're don't. Like, you just catch our culture yeah. over time. Big time. Okay, so let's finish off with a bit of fun. Okay, okay so this is my. So this is. I'll I'll, I'll present them to you again. Go. Okay, so what would be one thing that a female leader could do that, as a male, you go winner? I totally want to work with her. Yes. Um. Oh, precursor to all of this. Um, I had a house full of girls, right? Right. So like all sisters. sisters. Yeah. Um, I think the winner for me is um, a female who is confident in who she is, what she brings and is emotionally stable. And now I know like, don't freak out when I say this, but what I'm trying to say is um, there are some girls and guys um, mm. that wear their heart right on their sleeve. And I think when you do that, sometimes it, it can too much. So, yeah, I think, I think somebody who is just like passionate, they're confident yeah. in who yeah. they are. They're confident. Yeah. They're calling you're talking in leadership. hundred percent, hundred percent talking in leadership. Yeah. 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 No, I, I their emotions that. aren't leading them. It's yes. like, That's uh, massive. yeah, I'm here to do a job. I'm here to outwork the call of God on my life. Um, yeah. And I'm immediately like, absolutely. I'm, yeah. They're faithful with the small. Um, yeah. They're not looking for stage. They're not looking for platform. Yep. They're looking at, yep. they're ringing kids. Like yeah. if I'm talking in a youth context, yeah. they're doing all the things that aren't noteworthy, but are just immediate, like, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's finish on a <laughs> oh, fun gosh. one. <laughs> we might get complaints. Oh, man, here we go. Send <laughs> your emails to... Sorry. Renee, mail at Renee Bennett. No, send them to Isaiah.Simmons.Dot.Dot. So, okay, what would be a um, a a deal breaker of, okay, you know, one thing that perhaps maybe a female leader might do? And we can turn the tables on this in another podcast, by the way. Everyone knows that, you know, I tend to try and be fair. Yes, yes. But what might a girl do that you'd go, oh, that would be a deal breaker in leadership. Don't do that. Um, I... Be honest. I'll be honest. Okay. Don't use names. Okay, I won't. I'm so committed to any gender, male or female, mm-hmm. that God brings. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I will not ever be is Oprah. I will not be the person who sits next to you and and can f- see that you're emotional 
but mm-hmm. I'm not going to like mm-hmm. waste so much energy trying to pull that thing right. out. I feel right. like um, a deal breaker to me is somebody who requires so much of my emotional yeah. energy yeah. that I'm only supposed to be giving to my wife. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, like I, and I feel like, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that because we're currently facing that. We Mm -hmm. have so many female leaders and staff that are like unbelievable, um, that do not do this. But in, in my past, I'm thinking I have a tank of emotional energy that is reserved solely to my wife. And I feel like a deal breaker is if I have to expend that to somebody who is not my wife, that's when it starts getting tiring and taxing. And, and I will say, this is male or female, yeah. But yeah. because you're, you're asking, being so safe right But now. because you're asking me in the context of girl next door, and we're talking about females right now, I would say that would be the deal breaker to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, for me, it would be like moodiness. Yeah, I oh, can't stand see, it. But I can't stand it in my own house. Hundred percent. But it's not. It's a, one of the boys in my house that's a bit moody. Oh wow! I won't not, name them. not G. Not G at yeah, all. I worked amazing. so hard on making sure she wasn't moody. <laughs> I missed one of the others. Oh, man. But you're right. Moodiness is, and that's, yeah. again, that's emotionally like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and that's yeah. what I was saying before about it's wearing your heart on your sleeve. Yeah. Mm. It's like, it's okay to, to be a passionate, heartfelt person. Yeah. But my heart is not leading yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And and if you've got stuff to deal with, you deal with it, but at the right place. Yeah. In the right the time right people. and with the right people. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That would yeah. be a deal breaker for yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's like 40 minutes. That's oh. awesome. Awesome. We did so good. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. I feel like I have to have you back because there's so many other like things I could have asked you. Yeah, that was so fun. Um, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. That's so awesome. um, everyone have an amazing week and I don't know what topic we're going to do next week. So Who knows? hit me up if you've got any ideas. Otherwise, I usually come up with something. Yes. All right, guys. See you later. Bye. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.